Welcome to Cinema Savants, your weekly dose of movie news, movie reviews, and the occasional rumor, with your hosts, Todd Vandenberg and Rob Steele. We, we, we totally need the opening for, and now that we're starting the show and I'm blabbing stupidly, 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 hey, that's a good opening too, you need to keep that segment. Okay. We, we should steal the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes opening on with the show. This is it. Curtain call. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. That was... I do remember that. And then get sued. That would be fun. I think they're less litigious than Disney. I, I will think, make sure to point them at you. I don't think anything is as litigious as Disney. No. Well, actually, we're going to get into something about that a Yay. little bit later on. But first, let's go ahead and get started with the show you know what i'm i'm probably going to keep this introduction bit in he's uh, <laughs> might as well he's still todd vandenberg I, i'm rob Steele. we've got a great show coming up uh including some stuff on jeff bridges role in the dc extended universe Woo! akira is going to get remade again 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 <laughs> again and they really need to just stop and possibly actually do it this time and if you remember Peter Rabbit, the lovely story when you were a kid, uh, you may want to skip the upcoming movie. Just saying, but Ooh. we'll get to that. But first, let's hit the box office this week where we've apparently rebounded quite nicely from the worst August in over 10 years to what could be a record-breaking September. And it's all due to a movie that is only two letters long. <laughs> What could it be? I don't know what it could possibly be, except that it has apparently passed The Exorcist as the all-time grossing R-rated horror movie. Except. Except. They're not taking into account that back in 19... What, when did The Exorcist come out? 19, 1912, something like yes, that. Yes, 1912. It was on a double bill with Birth of the Nation. See, there we go. It... <laughs> It cost, what, 50 cents to go see a movie then, as opposed to now, where it cost at least $10. So I don't think it quite counts yet. Yeah, adjusted for inflation. Yeah, it, it, Obviously, it's not. There adjustment in there somewhere. Yeah. And but, perhaps by the end of the show, we will find that. Um, but yeah, the, uh, it looks like Kingsman 2 is going to be the number one movie this week. The, the final results are not in yet, but... Yeah, it's going to be Kingsman 2. Um, followed by It and the new Lego movie, Ninjago. Which sounds like it should be a jogging movie. Totally. Kind, kind of like Chariots of Fire, only in slow motion. <laughs> which was weird, because Chariots of Fire was mostly in slow motion anyway. Wasn't it? I seem to remember it being that way. Uh... Yeah, did, did you get a chance to see Kingsman or Ninja Go? I saw nothing this week. Oh, well. Something about Florida and not being rebuilt yet, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, just busy work week and things like that. But <gasps> You mean life got in the way? Wow. Yeah, let's see. Hmm, interesting. The Exorcist, however, is still the top-grossing horror film internationally. Ah. Although it will catch it. Ha! Exorcist did 441 globally. It so far is at 404. Oh, and Exorcist was 1973. I couldn't remember offhand if it was 74, 75, whatever. So, so I was going to go 71, but yeah, okay. Mm, no, yeah. Let's see. Interesting. However, this is, as far as the profit, it costs $35 million to produce. I'm going to guess Exorcist was nowhere near that much money. No, I'm sure. But again, adjusted for inflation, blah, blah, Correct. blah. So that's that's a nice profit margin. $403 million internationally compared to $35 million to produce. So, yeah. Well, yeah, most I of it's a clown. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they probably spent $10 million on clown makeup. Which is going to make Maybelline so happy. I don't know if Maybelline <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Are you implying that people who wear Maybelline, notice I didn't say women, but people who people. wear Maybelline are clowns? I wouldn't know. I just it was like, quick, name a makeup company, and that's what came to mind. Cover Girl. Avon? 
Is that still a makeup company? I don't know if it still exists. I haven't heard about them in years. Oh, yeah, they totally exist. I'm not sure. Yeah, they do some. They do a lot of makeup. Anyway, on. On with the show. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. One of my links is broken. And you know what? I don't care. I remember the story anyway. Uh, it has <laughs> to do with the Terminator franchise, because there was some interesting news that came out about that this week. Linda Hamilton is coming back to the franchise. I like it. Which... Uh, that that that, that ha- kind of has to be a good thing, I think. I think so too. And uh, Arnold is coming back, and James Cameron is coming back, which is and very if you good. Recognize thing. those names; those are the names that made the franchise big in the first place. Exactly. Um, and Arnold has said in an interview, "Don't listen to Terminator Genesis; it didn't exist." <laughs> Get to the chopper, and Arnold. Um, best I can it do. Is, I'm not very good it is very cool that Linda Hamilton is coming back because she's obviously really the heart of the series when it was good, which means... Arnold didn't have a heart. He was a robot. Exactly. <laughs> because the heart of the series, how many Terminator... I mean, it feels like there's like 50 Terminator movies at this point, and there's only two that are good. Yeah. Just happens to be the two with, with that core group. I didn't think Genesis was really that bad. For a movie, right? If, if it was, if they had gone with, here's the storyline and left the word Terminator out of it, mm-hmm. I think that would have made it a better movie. And as we have seen with a lot of, a lot of properties, we talked about it last week in Fantastic the, Four. No, those wouldn't have been good, no matter well, what. But well, the, the last one. <laughs> The last one would have made more sense if it didn't have the words Fantastic Four attached to it. True. Very true. But, but yeah, it's much, much more in comparison. But yeah, it wasn't bad. But And Terminator Salvation, that was I thought that was okay. But it was only okay. You know, it was just right. it was just so... It just didn't fit to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So this makes me very happy because Linda Hamilton, Linda Hamilton is the bomb. Yes. Cameron is the bomb and Arnie is beyond the bomb, like in a good way. Arnie's awesome. Although I have to – I'm still going to question the movie he's working on next after The Terminator. Um, did we really need to have triplets? Which, if you don't know, no, is the sequel no, to the 1990 no. or 1988 buddy comedy Twins, no. where somehow Arnie and Danny DeVito are twins. Huh? Uh, this time they're being joined by their long lost brother, Eddie Murphy. No. I, I, I can't it's, see this being good. Personally, I, I didn't. I didn't even need the movie Twins. No. And no, please no. It, it it just seems like a very very bad idea. It seems extreme. Bad idea. Bad idea, Arnie. Extremely forced and not not yeah. No. Just no. just freaking no. No, thank you. Okay, well let's go on to another another remake. It, it's it's kind of a reboot. It's kind of a remake. I don't know. Uh, HBO is making a new TV series based on Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. A comic graphic novel it's not, not a comic book it's a graphic novel right there's a difference uh the watchman which was already made into a movie which i'm gonna have to go with was weird definitely but it's a weird novel i it really is. liked watchmen i mean i liked it a lot more than most people and again it's Zack snyder who is really uneven but and they they made some changes to to the novel, which cause is tends to be inevitable. But overall, I really really enjoyed it. That being said, it's been quite a while since that came out, and it did leave some things unexplored. And I am all all for HBO doing a take on this, as long as they don't go way overboard, as almost all HBO properties are. Because ooh. We can show naked people, so we're going to as often as possible. You know, just keep it within the con- – there's plenty within the story of Watchmen. Just keep it within the context. Don't just – let's not add in – Gratuitous. Uh, yeah, six hours of gratuitous action just because you can because, man, you know, calm down with this shit. 
we're adults at this point, HBO. We get it. You can show that stuff. You don't have to show it like every 15 minutes. Now, I'm perfectly fine with it, but when you get to the point where, oh, we need a sex scene here, regardless if it fits the plot. Right. Okay. You need to stop with that crap. <clears throat> Although, would you really object if, uh, is it Dr. Manhattan or Mr. Manhattan? It's been a while since I've watched it. Doctor. Doctor. I thought, see, I was thinking doctor, but I knew if I had said doctor, someone would go, no, it's Mr. Oh, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, would you object if he was actually wearing clothes? Yeah, I mean, you know, not, oh, he doesn't have to wear a full suit, but something to cover the bits. Well, I mean, he usually wears almost like, like Speedos, practically, you know, after he first appears. And so he should be in costume most of the time. However, he should also appear completely naked at some point and of course he will because it's hbo well, yeah and he did in the movie but it was an r-rated film and this is on hbo so yeah he should just show up naked because that kind of shows again part of how he is completely disconnected from society and society's mores and i mean human society not just the u.s and it's like right. oh, okay if you're more comfortable i'll just you know generate this and materialize my form so I'm wearing a black Speedo so you guys aren't uncomfortable looking at my depending on how tall he is, my 8 foot penis or whatever so yeah. that, I, if, I were, if I were the Viet Cong I would be terrified to see a 100 foot tall blue man with an 8 foot penis too so <laughs> <clears throat> uh, uh, last bit I'm gonna I had to say it that way there's no way of saying that without going into some sort of innuendo of some kind. The last Watchman piece. Nope, that still works. Um, about this part of the show. Uh, the Watchman is now part of the regular DC universe, though. Right. I don't know if you saw anything about that. I think that's that's interesting how they now are part of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, et cetera, et cetera. Which would be very interesting because Dr. Manhattan is clearly more powerful than any of those guys. Yeah. I mean, they're less than ants to him, and that was part of the theme of The Watchmen. So I'm curious how, what exactly, what time frame. I'm assuming that they're going to keep it along the timeline as the, as the DC Universe in film because even though it's separate, I, I get that. I wonder, because a big part of the Watchmen, the big part of the theme was how oh, the yeah, government... All right, and, and Nixon was still president. And so the government was becoming, our government was becoming, was shifting far more towards kind of a totalitarian society. And not that we're nearly at that point, but we do have someone in office right now that could have some qualities that could lend itself to being set. So I wonder how far they're going to go on the political side. They need to go very far because that's a big part of the Watchmen, if they do it yeah. correct. But I'll be curious to see how it's set. That, that should be interesting. Um, let's see, other DC news. DC had a good week. I think had a good week anyway. I like that. <clears throat> there, There's talk of Matthew Vaughn uh, doing Man of Steel 2. And one of the things he said about the the first Man of Steel movie was that they made it just way too dark. And he doesn't feel like it was a proper Superman movie. He thinks Richard Donner did better, as do millions of people, really. <laughs> I was going to say, as almost everyone feels. And um, so he says he wants to go back to the source material uh, for me, Superman is color, feel good, heroic. He's a beacon of light in darkness, and that's what I think Superman should be. I agree. And I, do you do you think Superman, a Man of Steel two, would work like that though? Absolutely. Uh, and here's here's the way they can change the tone of it because he's been dead. Yeah. So so now he's reborn, and of course Superman has been kind of used uh, loosely before as kind of following the, the the Christ story. Sorry, but he has. And, a little bit. And, yeah, just a little bit. So it makes perfect sense that he's that Superman returns from wherever the heck he was, and now he's he has, pun completely intended, seen the light. So now he is a much hope, much more hopeful character. I mean, they, they kind of said that he was a character for hope, but he never really was. 
<laughs> because because they wanted this dark theme because ooh, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies did really well at the box office. Hence, all superhero movies have to be really dark. And then luckily, they actually came to their senses and let a director do what needed to be done that was right for the character. And they got Wonder Woman, which is not nearly as dark, and made a ton of money. So now they realize, oh, we can make movies that fit the character. What a concept. Uh, I mean, Vaughn is like, I'm not, I was going to say he's so far behind the curve, it's ridiculous. He's not, because I'm sure he thought that the moment he saw it. But he's thinking what most people who've seen the movie think because it, it, <clears throat> yep. it the over the majority of people who saw it didn't like it i mean a lot of people liked it a lot of some people loved it and that's fine but it's so dark it's so grim like another like some anonymous comic writer and god knows why he wants to be anonymous but basically said that you know that they're, they're two dark characters fighting each other and there's no contrast between the dark which is batman which has been batman for decades and yeah. the light which is superman it's like they're both grim people it's like you do realize there has to be some contrast and conf- real conflict for this to work as opposed to this jury rigged crap fest of oh well you let people die while you were fighting like like batman doesn't have people die in the movies when he's fighting it's like superman just does it on a bigger scale right so i'm down with your little candy esque complaints batman you know that was just that was just sad so yeah i i mean the wwe picked up on that well back when it was the wwf they picked up on it they never had (laughs) you know the 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 two basic type of wrestlers you have your face wrestler who's your good guy your heel wrestler who's the bad guy and if you get a big pay-per-view it's never a face versus a face or a heel versus a heel right exactly it just doesn't work no it doesn't and yeah they definitely need to make Superman light and now they have the perfect opportunity to explain okay why is he and it's, yeah exactly why is he more like Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve's version rather than virtually every other version after that where they're always like Superman Returns I mean how angsty was that guy like oh I'm so worried my girlfriend has gone and had it married someone else it's like dude you left you left the planet and, for and, how many years? And mm-hmm. maybe you should remember your Superman and, and and not act like you're a 17-year-old or 15-year-old teenage boy. I mean, whining and crying half the movie. And he, Superman, I'm pretty sure you can still get laid. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of <laughs> kind of sad. So, yes, that would Speaking be excellent of the 15-year-old if, boy, if they yeah. do that. No, uh, other news, other Superman news, and I liked this, uh, the Richard Donard version is getting an extended Blu-ray cut. Really? Um, let me see if I can find the numbers here. The uh, There's footage that has not been seen in the 143-minute theatrical release or the 151-minute official director's cut. Okay. Unf- uh, this is apparently a 188-minute version. <laughs> Is this footage that actually needs to be seen, or is this just stuff they cut because... It doesn't say. Yeah, I have a feeling at this point, this is just... You know how we can make more money Yeah. off, off a movie that's 40 years old? Here's how we can make more money. It just, we'll put in all the rough cuts. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, well, seriously? According to this, it is the originally dubbed the Salkind International Extended Cut. Ooh, that's catchy. Yeah, because that just rolls off the tongue. Always name uh, it after the producers. Yeah, because everybody knows the producers. Yeah, <laughs> it, it includes extensions of the destruction of Krypton, Smallville. Dis- Smallville was destroyed. What? Um, the Fortress of Solitude, the Daily Planet, and <clears throat> just because just because we need it, more earthquake scenes. Ooh. I wonder if they're going to actually redo those. Now, see, that's an example where I'd be perfectly okay with them going back in. And redoing the special effects because those earthquake scenes were, these were those were not good. Yeah, well, those were like those were like two kids pulling apart the model they put together just two hours ago. <laughs> um, there, there was another series, uh, Star Trek, the original series. Have you seen the the what they released on Blu-ray for that? I have not. They have went you? back and redid all of the special effects. Oh, right, right. I've not seen it, but right, I remember reading and, it. And. Oh my God! It's almost a completely different series, but that, that's a good thing. 
um, because I remember when the you know watching the original series and oh look it's a model of the Enterprise on a string approaching approaching <laughs> a blurry marble in the distance. It wasn't that bad. It, it, it was. I'm <laughs> exaggerate. Well, actually, compared to what it is now, right, where you go. Right. That is the Enterprise. I can see hull plates on it, right. and that's approaching a planet that is – that's a Class M planet with this kind of an atmosphere to it. And if you can tell that by looking at it, it's the, – the, previously it was a marble. You know, it, it's that big of a difference. Well, for so the time. I, for the time. In the defense of the, the – Oh, I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, it was $100,000 an episode, which isn't – Puns completely attended astronomical amount of yeah. money to spend on a TV episode, which is why it got canceled. It wasn't canceled because of ratings. It was canceled because the ratings didn't match the expense. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for, for, again, for its time, it was incredible. For its time, it was incredible. But, yeah, we're going 50 years forward. Special effects have improved a little bit. Just a touch. So, again, is if it's not changing the plot, if it's just making the improving the effects, so now everything is more believable than even that was before, right. that's the perfect reason to update things. Not to add things, George Lucas, that didn't happen in the original story. There were, there were a couple of bits that I didn't mind Lucas adding, but for the most part, yes, I'll agree. I don't really, I don't really need to see Boba Fett, not Boba Fett, uh, Jabba, you know, squeaking because someone steps on his tail, and he that looks was so cute. Considering different. he was originally a fat Irishman. <laughs> if and you don't believe so me, look that up. Jabba the Hutt was originally a fat Irishman. And how do you know he still wasn't? Uh, because he turned into the slug thing. But he was, an, he made it could have been an incredibly fat Irishman. Ah. Uh-huh. Could have been Mike Actually, Myers he, he, he could, between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. He could have gone to um, Dune. Ooh. Yeah, see, crossover. Get Luke Luke Skywalker on some spice and see how the Force works then. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Wow. I want to <laughs> see. I want to see Luke with those blue, weird blue eyes. That'd be fun. I liked that effect though. That was a good effect. That's a great effect. How far off the topic of DC are we now? Where are we? Pretty far. We've gone to Dune, Arrakis, where the okay. Fremen live. So and who's I've writing lost the sandworms? That's okay. Who, who's writing the sandworms? Is it the Sith or is it the Jedi? Mm. Mm. Probably the Force, which is uh, no, sorry. <clears throat> um. <laughs> anyway. Meanwhile, back in the DC universe. Oh, we still have a show. Okay, go. Yeah, who knew? Uh, they're moving ahead very quickly on this Joker movie, which I still think oh. is a bad idea. Gross. Um, what else did we have? The Cyborg movie got canceled. Did you hear about this? Because I missed this entirely. I did not. I'm happy to hear that because I was not on board with the Cyborg movie anyway. I thought it was a waste. I think it could have been done nicely, but now, and this worries me a little bit, the Flashpoint movie is supposed to be a time-traveling buddy movie. Oh, oh, geez, really? Yeah, with Barry Allen and Cyborg. Oh my God, I, I, I rescind my previous statement. They need a separate Cyborg movie. If, yeah. if, if the cost of shelving the Cyborg movie is to turn the Flashpoint paradox, one of the appropriately dark, excellent DC stories ever, into a buddy movie, I'm not really on board with that. That's... Lethal Weapon goes time traveling. No, don't do that. And Gal Gadot. Gal, I'm sorry, it's Gal Gadot. Apparently, the T is pronounced. It's Gal Gadot. Um, Gal Gadot. Although That's... Gal Gadot, because Gal Gadot sounds like a Godzilla villain. <laughs> <laughs> Gal Gadot is apparently going to be in it too, because if you don't know the Flashpoint movie, well, she uh, should be in it. Because everybody was in it. Yeah, of course. But it's not a buddy movie. Oh my no. god. No, it's, don't, it's, don't drag him through time with you. This is, okay, I guess this is my penance for saying DC is too dark. So now the one story that has to be dark, they're going to lighten up and turn it into a buddy movie. <sighs> yeah. Well, there is a little bit of hope because I I, I've seen in a couple places, but nowhere official, that in the Justice League movie, we're going to get a cameo of Darkseid. As we should. As we should, because Darkseid, we know, 
you know, those of us who've read the books or watched Justice League on TV know that Darkseid is the big bad of the DC universe. And I want to know what you think about this. The idea I've heard from several different sources, <coughs> excuse me, is that Darkseid will be played by Jeff Bridges. And, and, and I love it because Jeff Bridges is a phenomenal actor. Plus, this to me, this is a very obvious, obvious shot at Marvel saying, oh, you're big bad. You think you have the right actor for your big bad? Look at who we got for our big bad. I mean, that's exactly what I take it as. Is they're playing game. This is gamesmanship. Yeah. Uh, plus, it's terrific. I mean, Jeff Bridges can play virtually anybody because he's phenomenal. But my old, that I absolutely love because he has the gravity, the gravitas to stand up to anybody. Plus the fact that haha, we stole him because you had him first and you didn't use him right. And you killed him in the first Iron Man movie. Exactly. And, well, I can't say they didn't use him correctly, but they it would have been nice to... Well, that's Had the big him problem. longer. Exactly. They killed him. And he should have been a background character. He should have been around uh, for much longer. He still could be in the Marvel movies, which, of course, is, is the one problem with Marvel movies, is they have a penchant for killing off their villains. Yep. And kind of makes it hard to... Well, of course, Red Skull could come back because... He wasn't dead. He just went someplace else. Although, that probably will never happen. And, but it would have been nice to have had that happen to, to Jebediah Stane because that was a great, great character, mainly because of Jeff Bridges. So, yeah, I mean, Darkseid all of a sudden becomes a much more interesting character if, that's, if that winds up being true because Jeff Bridges can do so much with that. I love that. I saw a headline this week. And this is my segue, because we're going from DC to Marvel. Marvel did not have a good week. Starting with this, it was a headline that was supposed to read, Movies that are going to blow everyone away in 2018. Except they didn't have enough room for everyone away in 2018, so it came out as Movies that are going to blow. And the picture they used was from the upcoming X-Men movie. And I thought, yeah, yeah, that movie's going to blow. Um, <laughs> it's, it, 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 oh, it, it just doesn't look good. It's all cast wrong. Um, but there were other other things that go along with Marvel. This, But they're all X-Men related. Well, actually, no, that's not true. They're not all X-Men related. Uh, the rumored Gambit movie is... It, it, apparently, it's not dead, even though... <laughs> Frankly, at this point, I don't know anyone who still wants it uh, not named Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's grandson is going to star as Gambit at this point. At this point, yes. Um, they announced other mutants who may be appearing in the movie, including uh, Danny Moonstar, who is already in the New Mutants movie, which finished filming this week. But Fox is handling this. Therefore, it's not going to be the same actress. It's going to have to be recast. Because consistency is not something we strive for at Fox. No, no kidding. Here's, here's one of the good things is so far, even though this is Marvel news, this is not the Marvel universe news because it's not Disney slash Marvel. Right. It's, it's, it's the train wreck, which has for the most part been Fox. Yeah. Or the Fox, which has for the most part been a train wreck, put it that way. Um, so not too surprising. No, um, there's also been some really bizarre casting news for the next Wolverine, because we know it's coming. Uh, Taron Edgerton, the lead from The Kingsman. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I, I understand that he's not the six foot four that is Hugh Jackman. He's not supposed to be. Good. Right, exactly. Because uh, Wolverine is supposed to be five foot four according to the marvel universe encyclopedia which yes i do own it because i'm a geek so there <laughs> um but still to, he looks too scrawny to me i mean yeah, yeah I, I know he's he's muscular and wiry wolverine is not wiry wolverine is short squat and muscular yes and uh i, I if i could be picky for a minute canadian mm-hmm. i know there's got to be a short squat canadian somewhere and I know people are not are going to bristle at this name. Chris Benoit would have been perfect because mm-hmm. he's 
not overly tall. He's very built, and he's Canadian. Um, you know, there is a short Canadian actor out there, and his name actually is Short. Martin Short. No. He would be... <laughs> I can't no. say it. I can't even say it. I'm sorry. I, I um, appreciate you not being... I appreciate your inability to continue that thought. <laughs> but Chris Benoit, of course, his nickname was the Wolverine. Hello. Because, because of the obvious comparisons. And aside from what what uh, Chris Benoit's uh, life path was... Um, yeah, it'd be interesting if if we could change things, and a lot of people would be happy if we could have changed things. If yeah. and at this point he would be too old, but if he was he would have been able to act well enough to to be an action hero. Um, he was never really particularly great at promos. No. The intensity, the intensity was obviously there physically. Can't imagine someone who would be uh, better in the role. That would be an interesting concept. and it sh- Yeah, a lot of people would have been happier if, if things had gone differently for Chris Benoit. But yeah, physically, I mean, that's absolutely... And if you don't know who we're on. talking about, look him up. It's a very... It's a tragedy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tragedy. It's it's a sad, awful story. But you, think you just, just look at a picture of the dude. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. That is freaking Wolverine. Without a doubt. Um... Speaking of Marvel and tragedies, <clears throat> segue. <laughs> not quite uh, def- as tragic, but close. Yes, not quite as tragic. No, actually, nowhere near as tragic. It's just kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, it, they announced this week that the least watched Marvel TV series on Netflix is The Defenders. Yep. And I'm wondering because it doesn't say specifically in this article if that has anything to do with the fact that there's only eight episodes of the Defenders and 13 of all the others. Right. I'm, I'm just wondering if, if if that has anything to do with it. That would be, in and since Netflix very carefully chooses to release whatever information they wish to release, uh, I mean, obviously Marvel knows the details. But, oh, boy, yes. But that's a, that's a big factor. I mean, are we comparing this to 10-episode arcs? And when we had an eight-episode arc, I would think that they would realize, you know, unless they're doing it deliberately, and why would they do that, that they mean on a per-episode basis, uh, which surprises me a well, not that much, because Iron Fist left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths, like my kids. Took them, they just finally watched The Defenders this past week because of, because of the whole Iron Fist issue. Because Iron Fist is it was not as good as right. the other parts, plus the fact that Iron Fist I, he is he's more important. It's not a spoiler alert, but his arc no. is more important than Jessica Jones in the Defenders. Uh, is more important than Luke Cage in the Defenders. So he and Daredevil's their stories are are the two main stories, and of course they link a lot because it's the Defenders. But um, there's too much focus on Iron Fist. I would love for them to. I would love for Iron Fist to go back to Kung Lung and find a new actor. That would make me happy, or at least <laughs> figure out how to write the character. Because great scene in the Defenders when he and Luke Cage are just sitting down and Luke is basically preaching to him and telling him, you know, I'm at the street level. I'm working for people. You're up flying around in a corporate jet. You don't know what the hell is going on. Even though, and you know, he comes back and blah 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 blah, you know, he's just a whiny character that it's almost impossible to like. It's really hard to root for a character like that. Uh, like my kids said, the only thing that was good in Iron Fist were the secondary characters. The villains were much more interesting. Oh yeah. Than, than Danny Rand. Colleen Wing is much more interesting. Everybody's more interesting in any scene that he's with than he is. It's like, how do you think that works? You've got to change. You've got to change that character. Hopefully, you can keep the actor. That would be good. Because I really think it's much more the script and the way he's written than the way the guy is performing. Uh, but they've got to, to get that fixed fast. Absolutely, because he sabotaged the Defenders. Everybody yeah. loved every other series until Iron Fist came out. 
So what do you think the problem is, Marvel? I mean, come on. Fix it, please. This is this at this point this is one of the few blots on their record. And you probably well, have a possible future blot coming up. Uh, yeah, in the Inhumans, which Yeah, exactly. Wow. <clears throat> the the problem with the Inhumans is that Marvel is already announcing that uh let's see, they're promoting the Inhumans as the complete series. Which boy does that heavily imply that there's only going to be one season. Yes, it does. Uh, leading to a lot of speculation that it's been canceled before it's even been aired. Although they are going to air the episodes because they're already finished and paid for. So we'll get to see just how not good it apparently was. I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> A lot of things bother me about the Inhumans. For one, for one thing, obviously, I mean, this goes back to what we were talking about with the original uh, Star Trek episodes, that they had budget constraints. And yeah. obviously, the Inhumans has budget constraints. And, and they're trying to portray a world that desperately needs special effects. And it's going to be compared to movies with $250 million budgets. You can't possibly do effects that match that. Uh, their solution to the god-awful effect that is Medusa's hair is to chop her hair off. I mean, that, that, that's a clever way of doing it. It is. And it, yet. And it fits because that because it fits a storyline, and that's okay, except it still sucks. That's not what the character is known for. And it's just like, you really shouldn't have even attempted the project as a TV series. That was just an incredibly terrible mistake and they should have thought this is going to be a very heavy effects premise that we're handling here what is the best way to approach this oh same way let's they do approach guardians series. by throwing lots of money at it exactly that's the only way to handle to do it correctly yeah unless they were going to radically change the character's definitions and it would be that would have been worse and which is kind of that's what they wound up doing by chopping medusa's hair off because Casual fans, like as far as the Inhumans, I had no idea that they ever had ever chopped off Medusa's hair. I want to say they did at some point, but oh, they, oh, they did, they absolutely oh. did. But I was unaware of it until I was looking into it because that's not Medusa. It, yeah. it, it just doesn't fit what you think of because uh, what's her name? Um, you know the hair thing. Of course, it's not snakes, but you know, close enough. That's where it comes from. So right. it's just it just sucks. And, and I would be thrilled if this show comes out and everyone's like, wow, that's a really cool show. I really like that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm, it ain't going to happen. Oh, my God. You know who could play Wolverine if they put him on like a 10,000 calorie a day diet and send him to the gym eight hours a day? Daniel Radcliffe, because he's five foot four and a half. I, I, I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, yes. But I am with yeah. you entirely. But he's... But he's little, as in not not well, wide. He's impish. He, he's, he buffed up a bit for one of his movies. He's impish. He'd make a great Nightcrawler. Oh yeah. But I always know. thought Van Damme would make a good Nightcrawler. He would. Back yeah. when he was younger, because he, <laughs> he's agile, he's built, and he's got the accent. And what back, a concept. And back when he still couldn't act. Anyway. Um, <laughs> as opposed to Guile, which did not work. No. No. Anyway, um, we did have one thing work good for Marvel this week, and it, it it actually comes from the TV series, The Punisher. There's a new trailer for it, and boy, does this! It looks good and really graphic because it's The Punisher. It's supposed to. Um, the one thing I did not like about it was that they said uh, that the the last scene shows a coming soon and what looks like it could be a date but they've got garbled crap over it so you can't tell garbled garbled crap garbled crap garbled crap like no no give us a date that's what we want is a date we don't have a date but when it's it comes sad. out it's going to look good al pacino by the way is five foot seven he would be an awesome wolverine um, you know. <laughs> We're going to come back to this through the rest of the show. Um, 
but let's see, Punisher, not the only trailer to come. There's actually four trailers that came out this week. Two of which I think look good. One I'm not sure about. The Punisher looks really good. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this trailer or not. That looks re- yes. Looks really good, but I'm it does. I unfortunately saw the original version, which means I know how it's going to end. <laughs> well, they may change it. But, but then it's not the Orient Express story now, is it? And when has that ever stopped <laughs> the movie industry? Good point. Yeah. Hopefully they don't change it. They shouldn't change it. Um, thought it looked really good, but, you know, we'll we'll find out when that... When is that coming out? That's coming out in uh, February? Oh, no, I'm sorry. November 10th. November 10th. Holy by the cow, way, it's that soon. Um, by the way, Dustin Hoffman, five foot five. Just throwing it, throwing it out there. Um, Orient Express starring Kenneth Branagh, Johnny Depp, Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, Derek Jacoby, Michelle Pfeiffer, Willem Dafoe, Olivia Coleman, Daisy Ridley, Josh Gad, Leslie Odom Jr., Lucy Boynton, and I think I've run out of everybody. That's a huge cast. Yeah, it is. Of, of people we're going to go, hey, that's dude from this and her from that. And... <laughs> that's dude. That's dude. You know who would not be a good Wolverine? Christopher Lee. Six foot five. Plus a little too old. And, and just slightly on the uh, on the dead side, I think, too. Yeah, you know, there's that. I'm, I'm just saying. Um, did you happen to catch the trailer for the, <clears throat> the new Tomb Raider version? I did not catch that. Uh, apparently starring someone named Alicia Vikander. Oh, yeah. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Never seen her before, but that's okay. And new new actors and actresses. and From from Ex Machina. She's excellent. Ha, okay. Ex- oh, that's you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yes, I do know who that is now. Yeah. Silly me. Um, but the, the trailer looks an awful lot like the first Tomb Raider movie, only they changed the name of the Illuminati. Into something else. I didn't catch what it was, but is it is it the Trump cabinet? No, probably not. It, he could play Wolverine if he no he could, no no no. Anyway, it, you know why his his fingers are too short. That's why the claws wouldn't <laughs> the claws still wouldn't reach anybody. Anyway, it would say it would save the money on the claws because they wouldn't have to be as long. To that's be, that's true. It'd be like, like three inch long claws. Um. Wow, the Tomb Raider movie. <laughs> it looks like it's going to be fun. It's not going to be, you know, up for Oscars or anything, but it looks like it's going to be a fun movie. It should be a fun movie. Those are supposed um, to. God, I hope it's going to be a fun movie. Imagine the concept, having fun in a movie like that. Now, I, you've got kids, I and I kids. realize they're they're a bit grown. They are a bit grown. But back when they ha- when when you read <laughs> bedtime stories, did you ever read the story of Peter Rabbit? Uh, yes, that was yeah. more than a few months ago, but yes, indeed. Yeah. There's a movie coming out about Peter Rabbit. Is there? Starring the uh, the British guy who, who was James something or other. The Late Late Show starts with this Corbin. Corbin. James Corbin. James Corbin. Yeah. yeah. See, I had that mostly right. Um, he's voicing Peter Rabbit. It's a CG version. And I'm going to go ahead and say just from this trailer... Don't take the kids. Really? Um, it doesn't look like a kid's movie. It looks like Peter Rabbit, the beloved fairy tale, was crossed with The Hangover. Um, because, it, well, okay, just what? the first line of the trailer. What? The first line of the trailer is, Once upon a time, there lived a rabbit named Peter who wore a blue jacket and no pants. And at that point, I went, oh, no, they're going that way with it. And apparently, Peter and all of his animal friends decided to invade Farmer What's-His-Name's house and had a wild party in the house with everything, including a wolf running by going, I'm going commando, and he's not wearing clothes. And you go, "Where? What, wasn't this supposed to be a kid's movie? It, it just made me cringe through the whole trailer. And... 
oh, I, I really hope that it's not as bad as this trailer made it out to look. Because it, it just, it looks like The Hangover, only with small furry creatures. Now, the cast is really cool. I will say that. they got arguing that. they got Sam Neill, who's freaking brilliant. Voice cast, and it's kind of odd that, voice, that you have Margot Robbie in a voice cast, but Margot Robbie and Daisy Ridley as Flopsy and Mopsy. Um, did, did the estate, did Beatrix Potter's estate go bankrupt so they had to sell the rights? I don't, how, how do you, hmm. I just work here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming they said, hey, we want to do a live action animation blend of Peter Rabbit and they didn't give any details. And they said, we will pay X millions of dollars for the rights, but we have complete creative control. You have no creative control. And they said, okay, that's a lot of money. Thank you. Because how on earth did this ever get approved as this? I don't know. Who thinks this is a good idea other than... They did. Yeah. I mean... And that's it. Thanks, Sony. This email should have been leaked out before it ever happened. What the hell? How? Mm, wow. Don't know. I mean, if again, here's a perfect example of what you were talking about before, and, and this this is in reverse. Take away, actually, no, it's the same thing. Take away the title. Don't call it Peter Rabbit, and just create this fictional world of because it's, obviously this is this sounds very much like someone took a look at Sausage Party and thought, oh, you know what? That'd be fun. Blah blah blah. Just do it. A, a same kind of story, but in this make case, we're going to make it a rabbit and base it on that. But there's going to be a lot of disappointed slash angry people mm-hmm. because people will be taking their children, even if this turns out to be an R-rated movie, which I doubt that it's, it would be. It's not going to be that bad. But. No, but they're not going to want to take their kids to go see Peter Rabbit and have hear jokes about someone going commando. No. Not not at all what they expect, even though yeah, the poster is out and says "Born to Be Wild," and it's like, okay, um, uh, don't do that. Just just do it with your own property. You don't really need the tie-in with Peter Rabbit if the movie's any good. And the tie-in with Peter Rabbit is just going to piss people off. And in the second week at the box office, this thing will plummet like seventy percent. <clears throat> the password is tank. Yes. Oh Jesus. Ugh. It's not too late to just change it. Just just change the characters' names. You know, just don't call it Peter Rabbit. Okay? It's gonna be a headache. Why people think let's, let's do this some is a good idea. Slightly better news. Uh Star Wars. Any, because that's a segue. Anything is better news. Uh and Luke Skywalker has, is fuzzy now, like Peter Rabbit what There you go. Anyway. Uh Mark Hamill let it slip allegedly that we may be seeing a trailer for the a new trailer for the last jedi during the monday night football game on october 9th which is very weird and it's being um (laughs) somebody came up with the idea of promoting that game as being between the minnesota vikings and the chicago ewoks (laughs) That's Which, if you have seen how good dub bears stupid. are doing this year, that may actually make more sense. Um, yeah, and for I'm just saying, quite a while. Uh, see other Star Wars news. Some of it was good, like there may be a rumored cameo for uh, Darth Vader in the Han Solo movie. Um, although he will not be meeting Han Solo, he'll just be you know off on his own ship doing his own thing. Because that's what Vader does. One thing that did come out, and it bugged a lot of people, including me, because I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and I, I had read all the books, even you know long before they decided to make sure that the stories in those books didn't actually exist anymore, <laughs> which kind of pissed me off a bit. But there we go. Um, Ron Howard, who is directing the Han Solo film, tweeted a picture that people are taking to be the start of the Kessel run. Oh, which I like it, which Han Solo did in, in less than 12 parsecs, Indeed. which a lot of people have said parsec is a unit of measurement, not time. You cannot 
do that. I'll explain this and explain why this picture can't be what it says it is. Okay. Uh, the Kessel Run was between the planet Kessel and uh, I believe it was Tatooine, where where Spice, oh damn, we're back in the Dune movie, uh, was distributed. The problem being, the Kessel Run uh, was measured in parsecs because you had to go around something called the Maw which was a series of black holes, and right in the middle of that was actually where the Death Star was built in the original version. And Han Solo's Kessel Run, he did it in 12 parsecs instead of the regular 14 because he had to cut it that much closer. And it was believed that you would get sucked into one of the black holes, but he didn't. That's why it was so impressive for him to make the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs and explains the units of measurement instead of time. Now, back to this picture. It shows a mine shaft. Mm-hmm. No, unless he's going to fly the Millennium Falcon up this mine shaft that has finger-sized buttons to make it go up and down. No. <laughs> I don't think the Falcon's going to fit. I'm just saying. Maybe it's a big mine shaft. With finger-sized buttons and a human-sized door. Mm-hmm. Because the atom will show up and shrink the Falcon to smaller size. Because mm-hmm. you know, because yeah, I know we're not filming Legends of Tomorrow at the moment, and he has nothing better to do. By the way, <sighs> by the way, back mm-hmm. back to the Mark Hamill leaked yes. leaked announcement. You do know that Monday Night Football is on ESPN, and that ESPN just happens to be owned by Disney. And <gasps> gee, why would they ever release or hint? that they are releasing a trailer for a long-awaited Disney property on another Disney property. Funny how that works. Funny. Funny how that works, that they might just have a trailer and that people will possibly want to watch a crap fest of a game just so they can see a trailer. So, interesting. Anyway, um, back to real news. Back to, well, I've got... I'm, I'm going to start a new segment, and I think we should do it this way. Uh, I'm calling this Any Comments... It's just a little little bitty news stories, nothing major, but it's not major, but it's still noteworthy. Uh, Like a headline this week that angered a lot of people, including me. Well, it didn't anger me. It it, it annoyed the crap out of me is what it did. Mm -hmm. The new Star Trek series Mm -hmm. is the first Star Trek series to feature a black lead. And I went, no. No, it's not. There was this show called DS9. Who reported that? I I don't know. It it was picked up by a number of places. Someone, I don't know, someone born in like 2011 or something? I mean... Someone who didn't bother watching any previous series because they uh, went on to say (laughs) the first female in a major command role. Oh, oh my God. What? Mm. There were female captains in the original series. Yeah. Uh, Lots of them in the next generation, including... Black female captains. My head really, Ooh. my head kind of hurts right now. Just saying. Well, yeah. This is much. This is more. This is worse than Peter Rabbit because this is gross stupidity. And how how many years was DS Nine on? Seven. <laughs> so how many how many hundreds of episodes had they just somehow not um, realized existed? Hundred and fifty-six episodes, and then Voyager, and yeah, this is not yeah, didn't groundbreaking. Didn't bother looking, guys, or just acknowledging in the world of pop culture. You know, if you're gonna report on pop culture, you might have a passing. Not that we don't get things wrong, but if you're publishing it online, you can at is, least look online first. This is huge. That's that's huge. It's not like a big deal, but. Whoever first reported that, you're frankly a complete idiot. That you didn't bother. You're writing about Star Trek, but you did zero research about it. That's pathetic. Watch an episode first. Um, God. I'm going to mispronounce this person's name, and I apologize. Okay. Because I have not actually heard it pronounced yet. The director of the forthcoming Thor Ragnarok movie... Taika Watiti. Am I even coming close with I think that? It, I think it's Taika. Taika? Okay. Because I've never actually heard it pronounced. I've just seen it in writing and going, there's too many vowels. Um, <clears throat> reportedly in negotiations to take the reins of the long, people say overdue, 
Some people say gestating. I think spoiled live action version of Akira. Well, and if they're going to make it, I I love that choice. I don't. I, I'm not objecting to the choice. What I'm objecting to, now see the, the the main article I found this in. It has a number of pages that go to it, and in the second paragraph, it says, Set in the wake of the Third World War, the story in the remake takes place in the rebuilt new Manhattan. Ooh. I'm sorry. Manhattan. And that's where I stopped reading. Yeah. Um, he'll, I, because it's, it's Neo-Tokyo, damn it. Hopefully the part of this redirection of the redirection of the redirection is to redirect it back to what it's supposed to be. Let's not do New Manhattan, okay? That would be no. dumb. No, uh, don't do that. Maybe, maybe it's a somewhat good si- si- signal that he's not from the U.S. That he so therefore he recognizes that there are other cultures outside of the U.S. and maybe he will push for hey, this would be a great movie if we actually, you know, kind of followed the source material. Keep it on the source material, yeah. So, God, just sometimes you ever have moments where you feel like Michael Scott from the and and Toby just walked into the room, Michael Scott of the TV show, The Office, and you just go, God, no, God, God. You know, it's just, yeah, New Manhattan for Akira, really. No. Well, how, how about this one then? Daniel Craig is going to be doing. Uh, another 007 movie. Yay. His last. He wants director Denis Villeneuve. Ooh. Interesting. What do you think? Good match? Yeah, I just wonder. Hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful it's just because he likes his work as opposed to he's just thinks they need a new direction, which after Spectre, I, I, I think they kind of do need a bit of a new direction. Uh, because Spectre was, I, I enjoyed it, but it was it was underwhelming to me. It didn't really f- fit. Um, I thought Spectre would have, was a great ending to the series because you have Bond getting into the Aston Martin DB5, mm-hmm. the one that Sean Connery have, and taking the girl and driving off into the sunset. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was a good, absolutely good close. But to me, it wasn't as, as satisfying because it wasn't. Oh, I didn't say it was satisfying. I just said it was a good quote. <laughs> <laughs> but Villeneuve did Sicario, which is great arrival, of course. But of a Sicario, I mean, between Sicario and Prisoners, it's like, yeah, this this guy can totally do. A, oh a crap! But you, just because it came up again, you know what? Denis Villeneuve is uh, developing a new adaptation of Dune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And he's probably short enough to play Wolverine just to tie every one of our stories back together. Again. Ooh, God, I hope he is. Let me find out. <laughs> yep, sure enough, there he is. He's five foot. No, no, he's not. I... He does have sideburns already, though, so that's nice. That's true. A really long thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing I've got for the show today. Uh, do you watch the show Stranger Things? Yes, I did watch the show Stranger Things. All right, because I didn't. Um, there is a bar that popped up in Chicago uh, called the Upside Down, uh, named after the par- dark parallel universe in the Netflix show, and featured a <clears throat> syrup-flavored cocktail called Eleven's Egos. <laughs> that's hilarious. Which I-, I know that's a show reference. I don't. I know there's a character who oh. is obsessed with Egos. That's all I know about it. Eleven is the is the stranger thing basically who ah. pops up out of this alternate universe and she really likes egos that's all it okay. is yeah <laughs> now i know uh the people who run stranger things that being netflix issued a cease and desist letter and closed the bar down even though they had opened it just for it's called a pop-up bar right i'm not familiar with those um and they opened it just to coincide with season two of Stranger Things and the Stranger Things people went, no. They gotta s- now, I realize that they would be making money off of the Stranger Things franchise, 
But that's also going to give Stranger Things an awful lot of publicity. And doing something like this, to me, just makes Netflix look petty. Yeah. I or can, is that just me? I, I, I see their point, but still. I can see the point as far as establishing precedent. I'll put it that way. What I would have done would say, okay, this is cool. You have to pay us a, a licensing fee. Right. And, and just make it something nominal because it wasn't going to be there long. It was going to be there maybe a month, if that. Um, so, yeah, I can understand but still, I mean, that's something fun. And spend your time going after the thousands of Stranger Things t-shirt designs that you can buy on, on various websites that aren't licensed, which are out there because they're out there for everything. Um, right. They show up on your Facebook feed. Uh, yeah, it's like, I think that's cool that, that the bar did that. And it kind of sucks that Netflix did. I understand. But, I mean... Let's not get to the point where you're Disney, where you're suing daycare centers because you have a representation of Mickey Mouse on it. You know? Yeah. So that's that's. I, I'm sorry, Disney, but there you were. They maybe should have asked for the license and paid you a fee, but they are furthering your desire to take over those child that child's world and make them think of Disney's great, Disney great. They go every day and they see this huge mural of Mickey Mouse. They want to go to where do they want to go? They want to go to Disney World and Disneyland. So, you're stupid to sue companies over that. And yeah, this is good publicity for Stranger Things, and that's all it would have done. So, big picture, yeah, Netflix was stupid for that. And they could have taken the uh, cocktail, the the syrup flavored cocktail, and marketed that on their own. They could have. See. But no, they chose not to. No. Jerks ruined my fun. Now I can't go to Chicago just to go drink a. I'll have to make my own. And I think I will this afternoon. That sounds like we have a plan then. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the rest of the show, of which I have run out of material. Me too! Hey, what a concept. Sounds like an ending. So, uh, for Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele. This has been Cinema Savants. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I was thinking of the immortal words of Socrates, who said, I drank what? Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. Dorn, that's the end.